When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, as you can tell, um, I sound great for this episode, Dylan. Um, this was not, you know, just yelling, you know, in the Super Bowl or anything like that. This was um, just, you know, the usual seemingly three-month lose your voice thing for people like us who, who I guess, talk a lot for uh, what we do. But um, we're here to talk about free agents because... Uh, <laughs> D- Dylan's here to talk about free agents. Um, I'm here to not make you hate my voice. Um, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of talk, Dylan, as we start to, to look ahead now into to free agency, Super Bowl's over. And, you know, this is usually our starting point where we start to look at some of these top free agents out there and try to figure out, you know, what what are the best destinations. Uh, our, our claim to fame on that, I think, is, um, what, several years ago when we were talking about Tom Brady and like, look, we, you know, before every all the momentum was around the Bucks, we said, ah, just look at the Bucks. Like, there's a very interesting yeah. scenario, perhaps there for Brady, and of course he wound up with the Bucks. So we try to play matchmaker here. Uh, it doesn't always work, but um, there, there's at least a, a pretty. This is a very interesting group here because you know you've got everybody always likes to start with the quarterbacks. You've got a very interesting quarterback group here, uh, free agents, of course, headlined by Lamar Jackson. Uh, but you've got some good running backs. You know, there's a, a very interesting group of receivers, uh, some tight ends, and we're really going to focus on those in this episode. Um, mainly quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We'll get to all the others in another episode uh, in the future. But for now, we're going to focus on you know the offensive skill positions because again, Dylan, there's so many guys you could point out uh, heading into this free agency. But it does set up to be a very entertaining one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I've we've had some more entertaining free agencies in the NFL lately, and it feels like it's just going to keep going. I know for a while, NBA kind of had its claim to fame as, and even at times, MLB for having the more exciting free agency periods. But NFL's gotten pretty nuts uh, over the last couple of years, and yeah, especially with the quarterback movement. But yeah, also a lot of receivers um, in this class, as we'll get to, even a lot of running backs, kind of deeper than I initially even realized before looking down um, the list uh, that we have here from uh, Spotrack and pff in different places but yeah like you mentioned it would be too hard to kind of push everyone into one episode so we decided let's go with the the guys that are going to be relevant for fantasy purposes and to some extent um with all these skill position players um <clears throat> looking at them first before we look at uh, obviously a really talented class outside of that as well um but yeah even even at tight end i mean there's there's just guys all over here obviously We'll see with teams how teams are able to, with the addition to the cap, how they're going to be able to make it work with some of these guys, and also, you know, looking at the draft and maybe there is some depth at some of these positions. But um, I still think there's a lot of talent to be had here. A lot of a lot of guys that uh, we won't maybe have the, the hottest takes in terms of them going back to the teams um, yeah. that they're currently free agents um, from, but. Uh, it, it, you know, there's in those cases, we'll probably still kind of look at a couple other options if they don't end up there, um, just in case. But yeah, it's a, a interesting class, a lot, a big, really big group here. That's uh, a lot of um, good names. 
All right, let's start with Lamar. Um, we've kind of talked about this before, right? And, you know, I, I think certainly, you know, again, we've, we've talked about just kind of the, the state of things, how it kind of got to this point, and, um, you know, just, just where things go from here. Is there any more we should read into it than that? I know it's fun to look at the odds out there, right? Because, you know, all the odds are, you know, look at, like, what are the most likely landing spots, I guess, if he, you know, leaves the Ravens, however that works. Um, I think the Falcons are, are the 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 current front runner there. The Jets are right close behind. Raiders are not far away there. But what, what do we make of the Lamar situation right now? I mean, it's it's similar to the last time we talked about it. So yeah, we won't spend too long on yeah. on Lamar. We we mentioned Atlanta. That was a team I kept coming back to when I tried racking you know through all the teams that might want a quarterback. Obviously, there's a lot of teams that would love to have Lamar, but for his own fit for the system they kind of have, but also yeah. some of the playmakers they have. Cause you know, they're, we, we've talked a lot about the Ravens not having um, the kind of receivers that you'd hope uh, to really let Lamar branch out and become the, the best version of himself as a quarterback. Uh, Atlanta has a lot of, uh, you know, fun skill guys. They have some good draft picks to continue adding in that spot. So they're the one team that keeps making the most sense if he is to, to leave the Ravens. But at the end of the day, I think he's just too well, you know, too ingrained in what they are doing. I know that there's some talk if they have a second tag on him, he's not going to be too happy about it. Um, that uh, there's also he had like a story the other day posting kind of a cryptic message that seemed to hint that he's not exactly pumped about all of this. Um, but nonetheless, I think yeah, those are the two teams. I mean, yeah, the Jets, any of these teams that are needy for a quarterback commanders all these teams would love to have Lamar in my opinion but I think the Falcons are the one that um depending you know on what you look like you said are probably the betting odds favorite um if uh, he's going to leave the Ravens but I still at the end of the day I think the Ravens are going to come to their senses and just ultimately pay him it's just a matter of you know with without his agent without an agent and how the all the um how the details work out the guarantee money will be interesting but i think ultimately it just makes too much sense for both teams uh to not get a deal done there Derek carr to the jets the bucks the panthers the who like i mean it's this one's hard to figure out for me i mean i think the jets would make a lot of sense but i have no idea with this one this could go a lot of directions i suppose this is almost completely contingent, I feel like, on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Even some of the yeah. recent car, um, or not even comments, but like reports out of his camp in terms of them uh, kind of waiting it out seem to indicate they even know uh, from their end that, yeah, okay, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, if, if, you can, if they're going to get him, no hard feelings. I know the Saints were like, you know, the team that was really heavy um, and with the, you know, talking to him before he was uh, officially released and still think that could be interesting but cap wise i don't know how that makes sense their offensive line also isn't what it used to be uh, they do have some uh you know would be a major upgrade for them obviously um they have a talented defense still i still think they have some you know good pieces but uh, i just don't know financially how that really makes sense so for me the saints kind of become a tougher one compared to the jets um I know that at one point we'd we'd floated the idea of the Buccaneers. It doesn't. It sounds like the reporting, at least at the moment, right now, out of Tampa Bay from the beat writers there, is that uh, they're going to run with uh, Trask as their quarterback um, and just uh, get maybe get a more like an Andy Dalton or someone in that kind of range of of quarterback to to kind of mentor him and possibly start at the beginning of the season if needed. <laughs> um, but I'll you know I get 
at the, ultimately if the if the if the Aaron Rodgers Jets thing doesn't work out, I'd say the Jets still are the best um, fit from. I know it's crazy to say, but you know their defense was so good this year as we've talked about. They they have uh, some weapons that are coming back. Garrett Wilson had a fantastic season. If uh, Brees Hall comes back healthy, got some other you know, more depth at receiver, some draft picks even improved there further. And a, and a team that is desperate um, with a you know a GM and coach that yes maybe they've Douglas has gotten more leeway than Salome, uh, but I think they're a team that realizes they probably need to get into the playoffs sooner than later if they're going to keep their jobs. Um, just the nature of the business, not something I would necessarily agree with. What I think they've done with the foundation, they started to build there. Um, but I, I think the Jets from would be the best fit if he, if if the Jets are not going to get Aaron Rodgers. If they do, then. I guess the Saints by default, but it's like, I don't know, again, like what that really, if that, I mean, the division's not fantastic as we've talked about. Maybe that does make you the best team in the NFC South uh, as it stands. And, but what does that really mean? Maybe even a more wide open NFC you do have, you can talk yourself into it if you're in the AFC with all the great quarterbacks that are coming up there and have already established themselves. Maybe it's uh, a harder sell, but uh, in, in general, for if you're if you're not going to go to the Jets, if you're Derek Carr, I think an NFC team is probably the, the route to go because yeah. you need to get out of that conference, man. It's uh, yeah. it's just too deep right now. All right, the other three quarterbacks we have on our list here, um, you know, we can tie them all together, I guess, in a in a different sense. But Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, we've talked about Jimmy G a lot. Um, you know, I feel like we've talked about Jimmy G to the Bucks for years now. Um, of course, the Tom Brady thing kind of changed things, but. That's always been one that's out there, and you know that that becomes a lot more interesting now. But like the the Daniel Jones Geno one, obviously, I think the Seahawks would love to have Geno back based on what he we did last season. And there's just, yeah. um, I guess, a lot of a lot of dominoes that could fall depending on what happens with three these three guys. But um, I guess you're you know right now your your thinking is probably on those two in particular, and then of course the Jimmy G one. Um, who knows? Because I feel like that's one. <laughs> We've been trying to predict for like three years now, and we still have no idea. Maybe just you know, who knows at this point. So, Jimmy G is again. He's now option three for the Jets. This <laughs> yes. is if they strike out on Aaron Rodgers. If they don't get Derek Carr, then I think again for Garoppolo for his own sake and also for the Jets, that's probably the next best option. Um, I think uh, the Raiders are a team that's been mentioned often with the you know going back further to the McDaniel's connection and just the the Patriot connection with that whole building in, in Vegas at this point. Um, I, after that, though, it's like I'm looking down the list, and a lot of these teams I feel like are going for young quarterbacks. We've talked yep. about we think Carolina, the Colts, the Texans are all going to be in the mix, even the Raiders possibly. And if they're not, another team could trade up and kind of be in that same mix for one of the uh, – but really, you know, with the uh, it depends on where you look now. I guess there are some mocks that have Anthony Richardson going number one. I, I don't. We'll see how that all pans out, but um, I, I guess there really are four quarterbacks potentially. They're going to be taken in the top ten, which is pretty nuts. Um, but for Garoppolo, yeah, I think the the Jets and the, or the Raiders, some combination of uh, the, those two. If you know, again, there's it's maybe only only the Raiders and Jets can get two out of these three if we include Aaron Rodgers between those three. So it's like, where does the other one uh, kind of end up after that? I, I just don't know between for Jimmy what other place to make sense because Seattle for Gino I think there's too much goodwill between what happened this year and the opportunity he's been given and as a guy that has fought hard and like waited for that moment to be able to show what he can do and to, to prove it with Seattle I think it just makes too much sense for them to move forward without each other Daniel Jones uh you know I I know that there's some crazy 45 million dollar numbers going out there in terms of what he's looking for and how far apart that it could be from <laughs> 
the Giants. It would be interesting to see a team that you know el- you know took a quarterback like Daniel in this uh, at this point and kind of elevated his play as much as as he himself did, but also the team was able to with Brian Dable and then all the uh, what they're able to do with their system there. Uh, it would be interesting to see a team like that just completely pivot at this point um when they get to that point at the end of the rookie contract they actually have the honest uh you know look at themselves and be like is this guy really worth that next deal or should we you know find the next guy then you know can we keep building around a with a cheaper uh contract that's that 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 thinking that has defined like the last you know a number of these teams it's seems to be either you find the young quarterback you you build up a, a really loaded roster around him um and hope you really hit on one of those big stars and then you do resign them or you find that you, you build up the great roster then you're able to bring in the guy like what the rams did with matthew stafford what the bucks did with tom brady um it's a it's just an interesting kind of thing with the giants because they need some other parts and it's like you don't want to lose the momentum you had but I don't know. I, I think he's going to end up back as a giant in some capacity. Um, it, it just in all these cases with these quarterbacks that aren't necessarily uh, the top end guys, but are still s- solid players. Um, they they usually end up getting resigned, but then sometimes you see what happened with the Rams and Jared Goff, where they cut ties shortly after that. So um, they're they're all they're even though these contracts, some of these deals end up having a number of years. Um, they don't always last that long, obviously. So I think the Giants, there's there's workarounds there. So I think ultimately they'll figure out something that makes sense for both sides. It might end up being the franchise uh, tag here, though, for Daniel. Um, uh, maybe they kick the can down the road at least one more year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, again, those are, those are all dominoes that are going to fall and impact the other guy uh, yeah. in a lot of these situations. So, all right, the running back group is interesting. Um, Saquon's in there, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. Those are the five we have on our list here. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think the you know, the Saquon thing to me feels like it's – I mean, I feel like if the Giants are, you know, continuing to kind of their, – their ascent up the, the ladder here, which they did this season, um, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to, to return there. But at the same time, you know, you look at some of these other guys and – it is interesting, right? Jacobs, I think you would probably – your best bet right now is that he's probably back with the Raiders. But um, some of these others are, are kind of fascinating. Though The Pollard thing we've talked about for years, obviously, with Zeke there too. Yeah. Um, you know, Miles Sanders playing a role in this Eagles team that is you – know, we just got to the Super Bowl. Dave Montgomery's always been someone you and I have talked about, I feel like, for years. Um, just has kind of been stuck in the Bears' offense. On a, on a bad Bears team, and um, you kind of wonder what's available for him out there. So this is a very intriguing group, and I think just Saquon's resurgence, um, you know, makes this more interesting should he not return with the Giants. Yeah, that's that's going to be the question. I mean, if what I said happens with Jones and he gets a franchise tag, then that yeah. takes that out, out of the equation for, for Saquon. I, you know, he's – it's hard to, like you said, uh, imagine him playing somewhere else, but – he is a guy that until this year has not always been able to stay on the field, even did have some injury issues. You saw though, how much they suffered as an offense when he was hurt, even though he was playing in some of those games down the stretch. And then he did get healthy more so ahead of the, you know, the actual playoffs, but um, down the stretch of the regular season, they were not the same offense without him. I know that running back value and all the things we've talked about and everyone talks about are in play, but it's it was evident how important he was to what they did and ultimately that's why i think they'll get something done too um again it could 
not not to have all these Ram parallels as a Rams fan here, but it could be like the Todd Gurley situation. Hopefully not. But guys that are at the top of their game look like they're invincible, and then you know they get the big contract. And not saying that he's going to you know have the injury kind of issues that Todd did that kind of forced him out of the league. Um, but in terms of just like that contract not looking exactly fantastic by the end of it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. But I don't know. The Giants are – it's it's one of the more interesting stories to follow. I don't really know for sure that they're going to bring back both these guys. They might only do one. It might be just Saquon. It might be him on the tag. And they might, like we said, uh, kind of go through a different evaluation of quarterback. I think ultimately they will bring them both back. Um, it's just curious to see who's the guy that gets the, the tag and who gets the deal. Um, if uh, tons of teams would love to have Saquon, I, I don't even know where to, to start. If he, uh, hit the open market, um, I, I was looking at at least in one place that has some odds up that, um, doesn't cite the actual source, but it has the dolphins as the second highest mm-hmm. team, but they have the giants as easily the favorite. They have the bears mixed in there that, I mean, imagine him and Justin Fields and a right. dual yeah. threat offense, what that could look like. Um, Houston was listed. I don't, I, I don't know what, what's going on there. Maybe just cause they have enough money to spend, but, um, I, you know, I think he ultimately stays with the giants, but I, I do love the idea of Mike McDaniel or, uh, with the dolphins being able to utilize him or the, the bears. Maybe those are two fun ones. The other guys, Tony Pollard, he's going to be a cowboy there. You know, there's some, uh, the athletic had an article recently about with some scouts talking about, uh, Zeke's health and, you know, the, the Cowboys know that it's – and we saw it even down the stretch and even throughout the whole season we're saying, like, when give Pollard more plays. And when he got hurt against the Niners, you saw how much it really hurt them as an offense in that game. Uh, Tony's just the, the more most important back to them, in my opinion, at this point. I think they're going to find a way to bring him back, probably on a tag again. Uh, by the time you listen to this, some of these guys might be getting franchise tags now that the window's open. Uh, but the other group, I mean, it's – a Josh Jacobs obviously had a fantastic year. I don't. Um, I think he's earned another deal with the Raiders. I don't think um, there's any reason to think they're going to just completely pivot out of um, having him, even with offensive line that, yeah, maybe a better run blocking group than um, pass blocking, but still did a lot with maybe less than uh, you, you might have anticipated. So I think Jacobs makes sense to stay. Um, it's hard for me to really – uh, probably on the tag too. I I know the tag is such an easy one, but it really is what yeah. with these running backs where you don't want to get tied up into these long term deals. Um, if you do, you're going to have to have an out after a, a few years or whatever it is. Uh, maybe that's the kind of deal they get with Jacobs instead of uh, defaulting to the tag. But uh, he looked really good in that offense too. I think with McDaniel's uh, for some of the questions about everything happening in Vegas this season, I think Jacobs is probably a believer in what they're able to do and. Um, clearly uh, became a huge part of that Raiders offense this year. Um, Miles Sanders, yes, really good player. I don't think he's probably with the Philadelphia has a lot of things to figure out, including Jalen Hurts and how much money they're going to be paying him over the next few years. So with the we've seen already with the ability that Gainwell and Boston Scott and other guys have been able to bring in, they might draft maybe a fourth, fifth round pick uh, running back and kind of have that replacement. Uh, Sanders is a really – good player but um at least from this one situation where they are as an organization um with their build um it just feels like the kind of guy that it's like wow he's gonna leave and hit the market but i I think it could happen we think a team we just mentioned um matt bowen has them on his uh looking at the top free agents he has them as the best destination for sanders the dolphins i 
makes great sense to me with what they um, with both uh, Jeff Wilson and Mostert uh, hitting the market as well. Um, yeah, it could fit really well into what they do as an offense. I think maybe using him more as a receiver than even he does in Philly. We we see Kenneth Gainwell kind of as the third down back that's catching more passes out of the backfield. But Sanders was a great uh, receiver um, as a running back at Penn State, and I think in Miami they they would find ways to utilize. I think Mike McDaniel is as we've talked about the kind of coach that makes the most of the players that he has um, and and knows how to take every piece of talent they have and find a way in his offense to kind of weave it into the build. So I think that that does make a lot of sense. And then Montgomery, I man, I, as much as I want uh, you know him to be around if if the, this this Bears team starts to elevate, obviously they have so much cap space they could uh, certainly afford him. But I think they're a team that's um, maybe going to move in a different direction just based on where they are, where they their kind of timeline. Um, and where it might match up with David. For David's own sake, yes, I'd love him to be around in Chicago for that um, resurgence uh, with, with Justin Fields. But for him, at this point in his career, maybe it is finding that getting a team with a better offense line unless the Bears just have the, the – you know, they had some good play at certain points this season from guys that did step up. I was actually impressed with a few players there. But I, I don't know about the uh, – uh, you know, you're not really necessarily looking at the Bears as a top-end uh, uh, group of, of offense alignment. So – Maybe for his sake, he can find a new team. Where that is, though, I'm just trying to, as as I'm talking here, I'm trying to think about the best fit. I mean, I, I mentioned Miami already. Um, they're, they're just like one of the default teams that could make sense. Uh, I think Baltimore has too many running backs maybe there to, to for him to crack into that group, but it may be an intriguing idea. They have brought in uh, running backs and um, that are maybe uh, maybe older than kind of what Montgomery is, but are down on their luck. That end up being really big parts of their offense. Uh, the Bills come to mind as a team that yeah they never can have enough good running backs. I, I know they've been kind of a team that mentioned as might be in, uh, in the Robinson in the draft kind of range. Well, he might go earlier than Buffalo though, so uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But maybe one of the I'd say a contender for Montgomery that has a, an established offensive line. Um, maybe maybe it's the eagles maybe he fills right in for miles there uh depending on the deal he takes but i think david unfortunately i i, th- I think yeah as we've talked about he, we think he's really talented um i just think he gets a, a bad uh he doesn't get as much credit just because he's played behind some teams uh, for um, a lot of teams in chicago that they know they're going to be running the football they know they're not going to be able to pass as much and just hasn't been able to flourish as much as i believe he's capable of yeah no, it should be interesting. Like I said this group is another one that's kind of fascinating to see what happens, although some may be predictable. It's free agency, right? You never know. Um, so we always say that. All right, the wide receivers. Here's who we have kind of on the short list here. Jacoby Myers, um, OBJ's there, Juju's there, Sterling Shepard's there, DJ Chart. Of course, who's with the Lions this past season. Um, you know, I don't – it's certainly <laughs> – not the the top level names, of course. You know, no, yeah. Odell and Juju, maybe in you know several years ago, but not at this point probably. Um, but you know, these are guys that can look. They can be part of that missing piece that a you know a team needs to to get to that next level. You know, whether that's you know getting in the playoffs, getting to a Super Bowl, those kind of things. They can certainly play a role in that. Um, I'll be honest, Dylan. I don't know what to make of this group um, because I think there's. <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities, and again, this isn't really the top-level list that maybe we've seen in recent seasons, um, because you know you've got some guys again that are gonna that can change the game uh, and certainly help a passing offense. But um, 
this isn't this this group doesn't really pack the punch that some of the others have that we've talked about before. No, I, I think teams realize some of the value of these guys. I mean, yes. We could have another one, depending on if we have a cap casualty in, in Keenan Allen. If he hits yeah. the market, that would 100% be a guy I'd be mentioning at the top of this group, uh, even as he's gotten um, – not into you know, he's not old by any means, but in a later part of the, t- the career timeline of most receivers in the NFL. Um, but with the current group as it stands, uh, I mean, yeah, no, like, like you said, no, like, names that are such, like, big stars but it could be important for a lot of teams we mentioned the ravens as one that um i think could make a lot of sense for juju and uh, and what they could need and what they've what they've needed for a little while uh, for his own fit i think it's hard to say that um, kansas city want to be great again i don't know if the money is going to work there that's the only thing he might have uh, played it well enough to to earn himself a bit more than what the you know the, the bargain that the chiefs kind of had him on this past season uh at times um you know, good blocker. Just overall, I think a pretty complete receiver. He's not a superstar um, by any means, but definitely a, a player that I would like to have um, for, for a number of these teams. The Giants kind of in the mix for him can make sense. Another team that has some good receivers, but, you know, Shepard's hitting the free agent market. We mentioned him here. Does Juju fit well into having that kind of big-bodied guy that can be a big part of the running game in addition to uh, a guy that, as we kind of talked about leading up into last season, a really good zone um, beater. And that the Giants and some of these younger quarterbacks that are having to face uh, when in these longer passing situations, uh, obvious uh, throwing situations, teams, you know, those scheme them up and get them to confusing places. I, it's not always easy when the pressure's there. The offensive line feeds a lot into that. But having guys that can find that space in zone defenses be a, a friendly target for you, important. So maybe the Giants or the, the Ravens, um, two teams um, that I think could make sense for Juju if you were to leave. Odell, man, I, you know, I, I, I think about a number of, you know, you look at, he didn't play the whole season, so that that makes yeah. it kind of a wild card. But you look at the Rams' offense again in that Super Bowl, and just even down the stretch of the their Super Bowl season, and then when he got hurt, and how important he was to be that second guy. He doesn't have to be the number one guy, but he can be the guy that if you put your number two on him, and you're not able to double him up on both sides of the ball, he can beat you. Um, so I, I think the Chiefs are a team that I'd love to see him on. I think that'd be frightening for a lot of um, other teams. I think you know. Uh, what he's able to do and how Andy Reid could stretch the field with him horizontally down the field. I mean, just another weapon. I, they made it work with a lot of these fun uh, receivers this year, but I think when they wouldn't even still be considered maybe uh, in a group that doesn't have like a true number one, he still could be kind of um, fit well into that offense and just, It'd be really fun to see what they could do with him. A lot of teams could use him, though. Um, I, again, the Giants, that uh, a reunion there. I know at times he joked about that on Twitter. And another one that, depending on if, if Jones and those guys are there, maybe it could be fun. I think Dallas at the um, it might be my ultimate prediction because I could see them, and they were the one that was rumored a lot this past season. But I think yeah. I would, I could see them being the one that just ends up giving him more. Um, money than some of the other places and maybe the combination of being able to compete for a world title with uh, a little bit higher contract like maybe jerry jones does take a chance there and rolls the dice we saw again and i think part of that jerry jones is a guy that is going to re- react as we've seen in the past at t- um to to certain things in in the postseason and what uh what goes down if he sees one glaring weakness he'll go after it and i think at times as we mentioned once tony pollard went out obviously gallops injuries throughout the year might kind of made things tough 
um, overall. But after they traded Amari, I mean, not, not having that one-two punch uh, at the receiver with CD as a clear number one, having that that default second guy to do kind of what Odell was able to do for Cooper Cup. I, I maybe he just looks too clearly at that. He also was referenced, even though as we talked about, a little silly to say the Eagles went all in when they have so much still built um, and so much depth. It's, uh, uh, but Jerry Jones kind of compared them and the Rams and what they're able to do and how you sometimes have to be risky. And he he likes he considers himself a risk taker. So maybe maybe I'm leading, reading too much through the lines there. But I for some reason I kind of <laughs> took that as um, maybe Odell or one of these other free agent receivers are going to be an option for him. So um, outside of that list, I know we had Shepard, Chark, and um, yeah. Jacoby Myers. Myers is maybe out of that one. I won't Shepard and Chark, I'm not sure off the top of my head where I'd go. Um, with Shepard, the Giants still make the most sense for me. Chark, I, a lot of teams would like to have him, but it's hard to pinpoint one. Jacoby's interesting. He's a guy that I – you know, he has been quietly solid. We, we've always kind of thought he was a pretty good player, but I wouldn't say we'd put him on the list of top fridges uh, off the top of our heads necessarily. But he's kind of on most places you look and his value and everything. Like, it seems like he's going to be a, a hotter ticket here. Um, finding a fit for him if he doesn't want to stay in New England. Uh, Matt Bowen mentioned the Texans in his, um, in his spot here. I, you know, if he's going to be the a number two kind of receiver for you. I could see I could see that because he's just so good in the intermediate parts of the field. A, a another friendly kind of target for Mac Jones and any young quarterback in the league and the, the way that he's able to run routes and um, also kind of stretch the field um, at, to a certain point, not in the, maybe the deep parts of the field, but intermediate kind of long crosser kind of plays. So maybe that one makes sense uh i think their team that again maybe that's like the the christian kirk deal maybe it's not on that level but like last year with the the jaguars we saw them make a splash signing and that's a good at the comparison. time yeah at the at the time we were like what is this is a lot of money for this guy and then you looked at, at over the course of the season you watch that playoff game against the chiefs and the, the comeback against yeah. the chargers and you're like man this actually worked out really well and you know sometimes you have to when you're a team that doesn't have that um the, the established roster you have to start maybe overpaying a tad because you can you have that that cap flexibility you have so many young guys in rookie contracts by the time those rookies uh need to be paid more then that deal's gone so you don't end up uh, the evaluation kind of has to change so maybe maybe there is something there um for for myers outside of that i mean it, it's tough to say off the top of my head i don't know if you have any other ideas for jacoby but i, I that houston one is interesting to me i'm thinking of a pairing of him and and Bryce Young or, or Stroud, and um, it, it starts to be, you know, it starts to be a little more interesting. Well, if you're going to, again, if you go the quarterback route, which we expect them to do, it's like you want to pair him with someone reliable, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not like Devontae Adams, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you want to still re pair him with someone reliable enough to have that as a starting point, even though you know it's probably going to take multiple seasons to build things where you want it to get to. But I, I think that's an interesting one. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah. That would make sense. So I actually like that one. Um, we'll see if that, that pans out. But I do like that idea with him because, like you said, he's not someone that's probably getting all the attention necessarily, um, you know, just for the, the, the general fan. But when you just look at what he can do, I think that's a that's an intriguing prospect for a, a young quarterback, especially for a team like the Texans that since they have nowhere to go but up, right? So um, yeah. sorry, I think that's that that's something you could build on and at least – have a good starting point so um all right tight end group here it's um not unlike fantasy football where this is not a exactly um you know a group that 
it's going to necessarily wow you, but I do think these are three important names because these are three guys that, um, when you look at kind of what they've done in their offenses, that they they can be very valuable. Um, Dalton Schultz, of course, um, Mike Gusecki is another one, and then Evan Ingram, which you talked about. And again, the, the signings that the Jags made that made such a huge difference. I mean, he was one of them, given what he he did. So. Three interesting names here because, like we said, the, the tight end pool is not a deep one necessarily. But I think these are all three guys that, if you're, you know, in need of a tight end, you can do much worse than than any of these three guys. And um, again, we know kind of the, what the value Schultz has had with the, the Cowboys, especially when Dak's been on the field. Uh, but you know, you don't underestimate the value again of what an Evan Ingram became for the Jags. And of course, Kasicki gives, you know, has given the Dolphins another kind of option there beyond just, you know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. So, yeah, uh, it's an interesting group. Yeah, again, it's not like the elite elite guys, but good players. Um, if you're a team that needs needs a lot of things, I don't know if these are the the best guys to be targeting um, at this point. Uh, in terms of Evan Ingram, first, I have a hard time seeing him leaving Jacksonville. I know yeah. we're trying to look at best <clears throat> destinations, and it's fun to, to speculate on new teams, but he was so important like you said to what they're able to do and they took you know got the one-year deal and i think it was kind of a good had a great prove it year and i think jacksonville still has the flexibility in their current uh place again obviously with trevor lawrence's rookie contract the things you can do um and still build other places of need at the same time i think will allow him to stay there the other two i think probably are going to leave um that sounds like by all intents and purposes that uh definitely gasecki is um i think that uh, a lot of stuff has been made about Cowboys wanting to keep Schultz but it's just not the numbers and how much he's probably ultimately going to be offered not making sense I think one team for either of these guys that I'd love to see and maybe it's maybe a little more makes sense for Schultz with the Kellen Moore connection is the Chargers um with with Justin Herbert and what he can mean as a tight end for them I having a guy that's able to block um and receive at the level of of uh of adult Schultz not just having like all right we're going to bring in our big um our big guys to, to block or it's clearly we're throwing when Gerald Everett's after out there um kind of it could make sense with him I think the Colts are another possible fit um a team that would like to have a tight end um that, that can be a, a friendly target for the whatever rookie quarterback we I'm assuming they're gonna get a rookie quarterback um yeah Jimmy are saying not making it hard to assume that with some of his comments <laughs> especially Bryce Young being the target but yeah um I think that one could be interesting too so maybe the Chargers and Colts are two for him Gasecki, um, man, he, he was just really fun in Miami. I would have liked, I don't, you know, I, I, again, I'm mostly going off of the fact that there's been reporting that he's going to leave the Dolphins that I don't say that he would go back there. Cause I, I think he fit really well into, uh, what they're able to do. He's a big guy. He's really good in the red zone. Um, just a great receiver and, and makes fantastic catches, like really contested catches. Um, uh, kind of like, a uh, maybe Maybe this isn't the best comparison, but it reminds me at times of Dallas Goddard and what he's able to do in Philadelphia and what he could do in an offense of that that level of, of skill. Um, Matt Bowen has him going to the Panthers. I don't, you know, we'll see yeah, what like rookie that. quarterback they get. Yeah. I don't, that one I sure would be good for Carolina, but for Gusecki's own fit, I don't know. Maybe, there, maybe it makes sense because they are a team that's going to, be able to offer more money um and th- those things do ultimately you know play a factor in this it's not just about finding the most fun fit like when i say odell to the to the chiefs like we'll see if that actually could be a reality financially yeah. um but for the panthers there yeah for 
are, again, similar to what we're what I'm kind of getting at with the Colts. So you'd like to have a, a tight end. Uh, it seems to be a, a kind of a safety net position if you have a really uh, good one um, for some of these guys that are able to to be get open and be schemed up. And I, I wouldn't have any lack of faith in Frank Reich being a good coach there. But for Gusecki, let's say Dalton Schultz um, uh, does end up with the, say the Colts instead, I could still see the Chargers looking at Gasecki, maybe still more of a receiver um, than a the guy that's a, someone you envision as like a dominant blocker, but he's still a solid blocker, still a big dude yeah. as we talked about. Um, so I, I keep coming back to the Chargers as one uh, in on one of these guys. We'll see if that ultimately ends up happening. Um, trying to think of other fits. I mean, again, these are a lot of teams don't have like there's plenty of teams that could use another really ta- talented tight end. I just don't know financially if it makes sense. Um, I, I know Hayden Hurst has been really good for for Cincinnati, but if you imagined a two tight end set with both these guys, in some cases when they go empty, you have the three uh, three receivers plus these two tight ends, and that allows you to be a little more flexible with kind of the blocking. Maybe sometimes you you keep seven in to block, uh, depending on what they do with that offensive line in Cincinnati. Maybe I'm completely off off with this uh, idea, but um, just thinking of offenses that um, could use another talented guy. And I think Gasecki just maybe similar to some other. Uh, uh, not necessarily like Miles Sanders, but just like in terms of guys that are underappreciated in my mind. I think he's really good. Um, I think he's a, uh, just a great receiving tight end that has a chance to to be a lot more depending on where he ends up and already was uh, at times putting up some big uh, moments for, for Miami. I just think he could be utilized even further in a team that uh, doesn't have the multitude of weapons that the Dolphins did. Yeah, it should be interesting. Like you said, for him, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if I'd love that fit, but to go from the Dolphins offense to the – the Panthers offense may be a little frustrating um, for him at the moment, but it all depends. We said who the quarterback is and we don't know that yet. So um, yeah, we'll see, but th- this is an interesting group. Like we said, we could do this for hours based on, on the other um, kind of, you know, players that are out there, but we'll dive more into them in future episodes. And as we know, once free agency gets going, it's fast and furious and um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it, it pans out. But of course, Dylan got it all covered over clutch points for now. Um, I'm sure looking at, at a lot of potential destinations for all these guys and everything else to keep everyone updated on the NFL offseason. So let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, at clutchwins.com in the NFL section, we have, we've we been looking at some possible <laughs> trades that teams are going to be making this offseason. But, yeah, one of our big series that's coming out is exactly on this, uh, the best destinations for all the top free agents. So we'll be going through those. We'll also have our, our uh, list of our, tw- I believe it's going to be our 25 top just overall uh, free agents. So won't go into all the guys we talked about here. It'll be more of a kind of a compilation of uh, what we did here in our next episode with free agents that not, aren't at the skill positions uh, on the offensive side. Um, so we got that going out, up at clutchpoints.com. Uh, you can go to the Clutch Points app, the NFL section, read uh, the same content's all going to be showing up there. We got our social stream kind of updated with all the up um, news and, different things that we're covering in, on the website in the NFL section. So yeah, any, anything free agency, anything draft, uh, we got our mock draft out, uh, we'll be doing another mock draft after the combine, tons of stuff, um, all for the entire off season, as we've said, uh, on this podcast, a number of times this ends up for us being almost busier, uh, that it feels like than at times during the season. So uh, a lot of things to be worked out, a lot of rumors to keep up with. Um, and yeah, a, a lot of free agents that, as we talked about here, that are going to be a uh, new, uh, new uh, homes and for these guys, uh, in 2023. Yep. Should be fun. So check it all out at clutch points as always be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use search for establish the pass. And thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the establish the pass podcast.